Hey, Pride fam. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Pride the Podcast, featuring extra special guest, actor and dancer, Chloe Von Lanschut. So grab yourself a treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. Hi guys! Welcome back to a brand new episode brought to you by our friends over at Rehab Entertainment. Hey, Teresa and John. Hello. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. I'm Ashley Mitchell. I'm Darrell Anthony. And I'm Mr. Braden Bradley reporting live from Chelsea this evening. Um, it's so funny when you, when we said hi, Teresa and John. I said hi like I was Teresa and answering. He's like, hey, baby. Hey, hey, baby. baby. Um, <laughs> wow, this has been quite a week, huh? Whew. Um, yeah, it really has. Full of ups and downs. But there's been one. Did y'all see the cover of the Times Magazine? I they, sure did. You did it. It was an mm-hmm. orange dumb print, like when you're getting <laughs> it. was delicious. That's so petty, and I love it. Did I y'all see that on. meme? Did y'all also see that meme of the thumbprint card, and that each thumbprint was about one centimeter big? <gasps> I love it. Such a tiny man. He's so little. Um, <laughs> tiny hands. It's you know. I will say, like the spirit of New York felt different this week. I mean, the weather is nicer. Um, People are being indicted. Like it felt good, and to see and to see the energy of people out there on the street being like, "Get out of here, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who she is my, Ooh. she's my new arch enemy." Because Candace over been, Candace. Well, Candace has been kind of quiet lately, and people are continuously putting her in her place. Thankfully, Adam continuously let her know she's a coon. So like, we don't have to, we don't have to, <laughs> we don't have to deal yeah, with that. that. <laughs> but but yeah, so that's that's kind of for me. I'm glad that we stood up to those people this week. My yeah. favorite video. I don't video. know if you heard me whistling, but I was whistling above you. <laughs> you were very happy this week. I texted you. I was like, I need to text Brayden to get my political outlook. So, Brayden, wait. Uh oh. No, no, no. I was gonna say my favorite video was oh. of that person on the uh, bicycle. Oh yeah. And <laughs> 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 do we know what happened after that? They got up and I. I saw him like, like running towards like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows? I don't know. But then, um, what's his name? <sighs> the very outspoken. Michael Rappaport. Michael Rappaport. Michael Rappaport. Who, was who, in who the I streets. like it sometimes, but let's not forget, sometimes Michael Rappaport is very problematic and says some things that yeah. aren't okay. Yeah. So, right. but, yeah. But, he, but actually, Newsflash, I actually wanted to um, give you guys a little bit of information about that. Michael Rappaport actually... He was out there, yes, but that video actually belongs to someone else, and Michael Rappaport recorded his voice over it like he was saying that to her in that moment, and that guy who actually recorded the video was like, hey, it's interesting, but my actor Michael Rappaport actually used my video and then put his voice over it. Oh. Because, that's something, because that's something that my, that's something Michael does on his TikTok, mm-hmm. is he takes videos and then... He green screens he, he it. Green, he green screens it and does that, and they the guy was like, it's cool. He said, I was there for the same reason. I do hate Marjorie, but in that moment, Michael was not that close to Marjorie to say those things to her. Mm, so, interesting. So, yeah. So that's, you know, AI and green screen and all that stuff is taken over. So we don't know what to believe in. Right. Hmm. Um... 
in other news, I recently saw uh, Shucked on Broadway. Oh, how was get that? Get shucked. Yeah. <laughs> get shucked. Oh, it? yeah. They gave out pins that were like, I got shucked on Broadway. Uh, <laughs> was it corny? My friend recently ah. saw that too. What? What'd you say? I said my friend recently saw that too. And what is your review? review. Your I, honest review. <laughs> honest review. I give it a B minus. Okay. Ooh. Um, it. The ballads are really great. They sound really nice, but it kind of um, takes itself a little too seriously. Mm. And it's like, we all know. It's a show called Shut. Right. About corn. About corn. It's about corn. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it needed more Alex Newell. 100%. Yeah. He was the best part. Are they a guest star? No. But like, um, I know. Oh, like he'll be like run his. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, But. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to a friend of mine. We work together on Forever and a Day podcast, Quinn Van Antwerp. He's also in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he's back on Broadway. He was recently, uh, he was originally in Jersey Boy. So congrats to you, Quinn. Yeah, I definitely thought he was like one of the cutest on stage. Oh. <laughs> <He's>, like, <laughs> Quinn is very adorable. And congratulations, he just had a new baby. Oh, uh, mazel tov. Mm-hmm. Tis the season, Literally. spring, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know. But yeah, um, I would suggest to go see it. It's funny. The songs are great. They're very catchy. Um, I like I said, Alex Newell is just like the a powerhouse. I saw a clip of Alex's song, mm-hmm. like during rehearsal or something. W O M A N. But it's at like a higher. That that is just like lazy writing. They just spell words. Sure, but it works. Yeah. Right. I mean, they do that for Oklahoma. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, one hundred, right? Yeah. I, I guess I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it was fun. Y'all should check it out. It's very country, so it, we relate. <laughs> I was like, so we so, should feel so right at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was just thinking, uh, Brayden, when you were talking about the spelling out of names, I was just like, and Usher did it too. He spelled his whole name to us, like we didn't know it was him singing the song. U S H E R R A Y M. Oh, indeed. <laughs> why Ursha you gotta baby. spell it to us? Like people- Ursha, baby. Yeah. Ursha's out of control. You know uh, what he did on uh, April Fool's Day? Yeah. At mm-hmm. his concert was like, everybody, Beyonce. <gasps> <laughs> and everybody that was is like, not okay. I know. I was like, are you trying to get killed by the beehive? No, Swarm? but Hello? Yeah. <laughs> He's that's like, April up. Fools. It's like, bro, you can't be playing. But that's with... a really good. That's one. a good one. I mean, right? that, yeah. that was a uh, Sabrina Carpenter, who I I love her as well. She got on stage and she's like, "Hi everybody, blah blah." She's like, "I'm pregnant," and they were like, "What?" And her fans like lost their mind. She's like, "I'm April Fool and playing," and they were like, "What the?" So I honestly forgot it was April Fools until I started seeing some of the posts on Twitter that I was sending to them. I was like, "Y'all, this new reality show coming out," and I was like, "Oh wait." That doesn't really make sense. Oh, yeah. So, Duolingo. Yeah, Duolingo, because it was supposed to be this new reality show where they were going to put everyone in the house and nobody spoke the same language. And we were going to see, like, if they could fall in love. And hmm. they they pulled some of the – the reality stars are the ones who pranked it. They pulled some of the, like, family, oh, like Francesca like yeah. Francesca from hmm. uh, Love is Blood. They pulled a lot of those people together, and they were like, oh, we recorded this thing, and it was not real. But it was funny. It would be a lot cooler if it was. Yeah. It would, I'd watch that. It would be out of control. Nobody – I don't know how yeah. they match – Speaking of Love is Blind, y'all know that I'm obsessed and I get everybody on there. Mm-hmm. Um, have y'all heard about all the drama with Irina and yes. her bullying? Yeah. Are you you don't you're not I don't no, uh-uh. Do you watch Brayden? 
No, I'm blind when it comes to love. <laughs> right. No. Alexa, stop. Sorry, my laundry is done. <laughs> I can't stand you. Anyways, Arena is on the show Love is Blind, and she was pretty much a bully. Like, everybody's calling her, like, her and this other girl, like, the mean girls, Regina George and Gretchen Wieners, because they were laughing at girls that were crying over, like, things that were happening. Also, like, the point of Love is Blind is to fall in love with somebody and get engaged without seeing them mm -hmm. and to, like, continue on a relationship regardless of maybe they're not your type or whatever. And with her match, she literally was so in love. And then the moment she saw him, she became a complete, like, jerk to him because she didn't like the way that he looked. Of course. Yeah. And I mean, she's been the most, like, blunt about it. Like, usually everybody tries to be nice about it, except for Shake. He's the worst. Um, and that's so, the whole premise of the show. You that, don't see you. That's the up. whole premise. So mm -hmm. she, it's like, Absolutely. girl, why did you come on here? And she literally said before they revealed like themselves to each other, she was like, I don't care what he looks like. You know, she's like, Absolutely. I just love him so much. Yeah, I'm and they revealed that. it. And he's a good looking guy. He's got a like a touch of crazy eyes. So, um, and I need to see like, you look like before I even talk to you. Okay. I mean, yes, obviously, Brayden, you could not go on the show because I'm not. It would be entertaining, though. It would you it would make be, you would make for would great make TV. For great I would TV. not. Uh -huh. I would I would not miss a second. Of right. You. you would be you. They they would dub you the new arena because they'd be like, Brayden is mean. He don't want none of these people. He he go on a date. Brayden is gonna think it's the show. Remember that show that used to be on TV called Next. Yes. Brayden is gonna be that boy waiting in the grass as soon as they walk off the bus. Next. Next. <laughs> that show was. Savage. Yeah. It was so I loved mean. that show. Of oh, course you did, Savage. <laughs> I, I loved it. I loved that one in Room Raiders. Oh, yes, Room, Room Raiders. Raiders. Those were great. Anyway, so now Irina is getting bullied online. Like, really bad. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, I mean, listen, should people call her out and be like, yeah, that was not cool? Yeah. But should people saying, like, she needs to die and she looks like Shrek and all that not stuff? Not Shrek. Yeah. Are people, are... Mm -hmm. Are we, uh, you know, a question to you guys, and I can't wait to, you know, talk to Chloe about this too. Are reality TV stars, are television stars, or film stars, are they, should they be exempt from harsh criti criticism? No. Or, and, or should we also be very careful? Like, I think that some people start to think, like, I know this person. Right. Because with reality mm -hmm. TV, it blurs, right? Like, I know last night, um, or the other day, Tom uh, Tom San, uh, Swartz was like on Watch What Happens Live and he was downtown and he was like hanging out with a lot of people that people that just ran up and they were like, oh, we hung out. We had drinks with Tom and blah, blah, blah. And people start to think that they know that person and they mm -hmm. can say whatever they want to say. So do you guys think that that's okay or do you cut it off at TV film? I don't know. Like it's interesting. I mean, unfortunately for reality stars, the lines are so blurred that people that can't separate like real like reality TV from actual reality mm -hmm. it's just they're gonna they're gonna act out yeah. and I mean I I feel like by now with it being 20 something years where we have reality shows that like people should know kind of what they're signing up for to some degree mm -hmm. like you're putting your mm -hmm. life out there and people are going to critique your your looks your personality and like you kind of have to be you shouldn't be on a show unless you have some kind of protective layer. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, but that goes the same for like 
even even soap and TV actors. Like yeah. people mm-hmm. think they. I mean, there was if a soap actor. If some, you're in front of a camera, period. Mm-hmm. Someone walked up to a soap actress, I won't name her, and a fan, and they just slapped her. And they're like, how could you take that person? And it's like, <laughs> I'm fixing the fight. Like you can't. Yeah. There has to be a line. Or like the actor um, from Game of Thrones that did that played Joffrey. Yeah. Like he quit acting because he was bullied so mm-hmm. badly. Yeah. And it's just like, guys, he's he's a child, and like it's a show. Fuck them kids. Oh, oh. okay, Monique. <laughs> well, I'm excited Dumb. for next to talk to Chloe Van Landshoop because listen, she's in the hit show from which that's what we call Adam from, uh, <laughs> but but not the same show. And she works with Harold Perrineau, Catalina Marino, Ian Bailey. So excited to talk to her about that horror show. We love horror, so everyone get your drinks, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, Pride fam, we would love to hear from you. So please feel free to email us at pridetheseries at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at at pridethepodcast. Can't wait to hear from you all. And remember to celebrate Pride 365. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hi, hi, hi. So I'm super (laughs) excited to introduce our next guest. We have actress and sometimes dancer, (laughs) Chloe Von Lanshu. Sometimes dancer. Hi, Chloe. Thanks for joining Hi. us. How are you doing? Where are you at? What's the tea? I'm good. I'm in Hamilton at my parents' house drinking my dad's beer. That's lovely. <laughs> we love that. Yeah. That makes it taste so They're much like better. Upstairs, like I'm like, it's time to be quiet now. I'm doing the interview. <laughs> <laughs> i know that life i know that life i, I yeah. love that i love when you can like drink your parents stuff like it makes me if, even as it's, an adult it makes me feel so, so happy better. it's just yeah. like wow and then they tell you here's a whole cabinet and you're like great wow i don't have to spend well it's yeah. best because you, you don't have to pay for it exactly. right that's what i'm saying it just tastes so much better right yeah. right <laughs> But there's something about being back home too, where like you also get reverted back to like a teenager, where they're like, "Where are you going? Why are you Why are you going out so late? Why aren't you back yet? Are you gonna be home for dinner?" Like yep. it's just adorable. It's like I'm 30, but also 13 for the next six weeks, and it's fine. Love it. Right. It's kind I of like the reverse. It's 30 her. going on 13. Jennifer yes. enjoyed it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I, Yes, I I, I, think, I think it's sometimes a blessing and curse. I talk about it all the time. Like I got to the point now where I know that they're just being careful. I, I used to get mad at first. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where you going? When you coming home? And now I'm just like, I'll see y'all later. Like y- y'all just gonna want to make sure y'all gonna safe. talk until I get in the car. Then I'm in the car driving. They call, <laughs> what you doing? I'm I, well, I can't tell you what I'm doing because you really don't want to know. But <laughs> I'm, I'm out there. Just know I'm safe. Quote quotations. Quotations. <laughs> safe. I'm yeah. doing the best just I can. Know I'm safe. We're playing it safe. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Kind but, of though. It reminds me of those memes that I, I saw. It was like my parents praying for me and like hoping for the best and for my safety. And then it's like me like just out at a and like a rave. In the at a rave, just like <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> but that, that was would my... like also be my dad. Like my dad would be at the rave doing that too. Such <laughs> a little loon. Aww. Yeah. Aww. So it's hard it's actually hard for them to be quiet because they're just like can we come dance too? <laughs> oh, we love that. They're, they're so, so cute. cute. They're the cool yeah. parents. They're cute. Cool they're cute. Very cute. So, Chloe, yeah. were you born and raised in Hamilton? No, I grew up in a small town called Grimsby, 
Ontario, um, which is like an hour outside of Toronto. If you've been to Toronto, yes. Ah, where are you located? Rio, New York? New York. New York. 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 Brayden and I went to Toronto a few years ago, and it was, we were very upset about y'all's alcohol laws, but that's okay. (laughs) Not sure. I've been a couple times, and I'm just not sure if I'm going to ever go back. (laughs) I'm going to go back soon, actually. I'm going back soon. I have to because work stuff. Yeah, I'm going to go back. It's a nice time. It's a Super queer friendly city, which oh, is nice. for sure. But like, we're talking and about alcoholism. Alcoholism. <laughs> yeah. Like that could it's be really, an issue. It doesn't really. It doesn't really support people like us on part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, not today. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I grew up there, small town, like twenty thousand people. Um, went to like the local high school, one of two of them. I went to the Catholic one because my mom was like, well, why not? And I'm like, well, I don't know who I am yet. So sure. Sounds good. Um, did that. And then I went to nursing school. Wow. Uh, so I was like, that feels correct too. Uh, so I did that, uh, in another city in Ontario and then yeah, I just kind of kept up like being my little arty farty self, like would find myself in student films and um, doing fashion shows and stuff like that, some behind the scenes stuff, but was like pretty focused on becoming a nurse at the time. And, uh, but always, yeah, I needed a creative outlet, creative space. Um, I never saw it as like a career for me, I guess. It just, again, like small town kind of energy, like that's not something that's like super su- supported in a way mm-hmm. uh, or, or nurtured or, or, yeah to turn into that it's kind of a one track um system go to university and do your thing um but yeah i was lucky to be at a university that kind of really supported that and there's so many avenues to enter in terms of how you want to express yourself well yeah also getting your nursing degree and then yeah i started becoming a nurse i started my career off in emerge what a what a nightmare of a place to start your career i was terrible petrified everything so bad i was like what am i doing but just kept going because i was also (laughs) so fascinated because when you work there you see like such a spectrum of humanity in like a 12-hour shift Mm -hmm. and i was just like you just see things that no one else can and you're just like i found myself starting to dissociate and like everything would become they'd all become films in my head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is also a canvas, this world. And that's kind of what, I think that was my trauma response in a way to navigating insanity was, well, well let's just make something out of this to keep me going. Cause it's all of that energy is going to be put into something one day. And at least that's what's happening to me right now. So I started to see my hospital life as this, two-way street between who I was as a creator and who I was as an actor. Um, and they were constantly feeding each other, which I thought was really interesting. Um, Cause if you want to be playing human beings in real life, um, you'd see, yeah, like I said, a spectrum of what that looks like, like really, really deeply. Um, so yeah, I owe everything of who I am as an artist to that line of work for sure. A big part of the things I make and, how I create something stem from my experiences nursing. And- well, right. Chloe, 
Oh, it, go ahead. Okay. No, no I think we're on the same path. I think we just connected across the table. I mean, it did actually kind of connect because you play Christy, who's the town doctor and from. Yeah. And yeah. you, you know, you went to medical school, medical school and it all kind of tied up together. That's really, yeah. it's crazy how it was, that happened. It was kind of insane because I, at the time, <laughs> I was like full pandemic nursing mode like i had left the building mm-hmm. um into something else my girlfriend at the time poor thing like just like didn't know what to do with me mm-hmm. and rightfully so and i mean I think that was a very common thread <laughs> for a lot of partners of healthcare workers like it's just when you're navigating you just like don't have words for it yet because yeah. you have you're in survival mode um, so anyway, this audition came for From. I looked at it, series regular, American show, Shooting in Canada. I was like, I've, I've been through this before. They're just going to audition Canadians, and they're not going to hire any of us. Plus, I'm busy. Like, but of course, <laughs> <laughs> That's true, I don't have time for this, but whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but it was like, it was all a total gift. Because like my exhaustion, my like, oh, my like, my desire to not need it or want it i was just too far gone elsewhere um was exactly her yeah um so i like yeah i auditioned for it and care i think i had like a string of night shifts after and thought nothing of it and then yeah, my agent was like you have a network test and i was like what <laughs> what's that i didn't know what that was i was just like okay yeah sounds good and then i think i'd come off a night shift and then it was just like, well, time to do it and hopped on a Zoom with everyone. And it just felt really natural. I was terrified, but it still felt natural. But I think that's because I've been I was terrified for like two years. So it's just like, oh, this is this familiar feeling. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so then to get something like this um, and then be plucked from that world into a new world was exactly what my character was navigating. Right. Christy, like right. she's plucked into this hell hole. Mm-hmm. I was coming from one hell hole to another. And what was really incredible was at the time, I was also just like super heartbroken because my girlfriend and I had broken up at the time. And I was just like raw and tender and it was all just a mess. And we had a, a meeting kind of with the director beforehand. And I was like, listen, I'm queer and heartbroken right now and y'all have her married to a man and i she she queer she she has a lady <laughs> she gay okay right she's got a lady at home and then they're like we love that and they they changed the whole her whole kind of internal world which was amazing wow that's so cool yeah yeah, yeah which is so i was just like wow it's amazing what happens when you're just super honest and coming from where yeah. you're at right. and you're just real about it. For yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's awesome that they were receptive uh-huh. and yeah. open to like do that. Yeah. And like, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't sure how it was going to be received at all. I'm like, they could have just been like, who the hell does this girl think she is? Just like <laughs> coming in for show and like changing everything. But I appreciate um, that. And I think mm-hmm. you're, you're, your guts to do that you know i know famously that happened with elliot page um on umbrella academy uh he went there and was like listen this is my life where i am now are we able to amend this character and and they did that and i think that mm-hmm. that really speaks mm-hmm. to the creatives that you're working with but it also speaks to the type of person you are to be like 
I, I really want to feel authentic in this moment. I really want this to really represent some part of myself because as actors, everyone plays some part of themselves within that within the character. It's always some part of you there because you want to give that kind of wink to who you are as a person. So I'm really, really proud of you for being able to do that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No, I, um, I felt I, I felt like I'd be doing myself a disservice if I if I didn't lead with that. Right. So again, I'm hired to do a certain job. Not everything will be receptive, but I'd feel really crummy if I didn't come to come to them with that. So I'm glad I did. And I'm it bonus that it was super received and yeah. Uh felt felt yeah, totally empowering. Yeah. And yeah, they even yeah. I was just gonna say I was listening to a podcast the other day about Coco Peru famous LA drag queen. She was uh, doing a gig where she had to be a dead body in a body bag, whatever. Um, and I guess the, uh, the dialogue with other actors referred to her and that, that she was going to be straight or something. And she was like, mm, no, that's not going to work. And so mm-hmm. told them, no, you're going to make me gay. It, this is, this is the only thing that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so they were like, okay, well, because um, they were shooting here in New York, so they had to wait till L.A. woke up and talked to the writers and were like, is this okay if we do this? And blah, blah, blah. And they, they sat and waited. In, in my experience, and I'm like, writers, okay, bitch. I mean, I feel like that's how it should be. I mean, we're, we really need to push for as much diversity and inclusion as possible. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, luckily, like, people are opening up their ears now, you know, and they're, like, mm-hmm. not being so closed off. And it's like, yeah we should like why not writers are very you know in my experience they're very happy to change and edit something as long as you ask and give reason as opposed to just doing it yourself i think there was a time period and there still is where certain actors or performers just change whatever they want without consulting the writers or producers and stuff because that happens a lot on network television soap operas it happens a lot uh sometimes in uh primetime procedurals once you're a character playing and um once you're an actor playing a character for so long you're like i'm just gonna keep changing it mm. but writers do mm. really like for you to come because it's their job you know they like for you to come and say hey yeah what you think and mm-hmm. it is i think like the heartbeat of a successful show too mm-hmm. lies in that collaboration between the mm-hmm. actors and the writer if you have really resistant actors who are just doing their own thing you're not creating um, like trust between you and the writers and right. you're just, mm-hmm. everyone's just going to have walls up and you're going to have a ugh, show. It's, yeah. I think it's important to have that collaboration and understand that like you are colleagues working yeah. together on the same thing. It's not the writers versus the actors. It's like, mm-hmm. how do we best serve this story that we're all trying to tell? Right. Right. And, Amen. Yeah. It's hard sometimes though. Our, our egos like can totally get in the way and whatnot. Like I had a, I had like a, a bit of a thing about it. Um, and in reflection post season, I can, I know what, what happened, but my character gets her, I don't know if this is, is a spoiler or not, but uh, Christy gets her haircut, which we love. Um, and I had placed so much emphasis on this haircut for her because it was like reminiscent for me. It was like, Christy revisiting her queer identity that she's let go of for mm-hmm. the entire time we've known her because she's just so focused in in another world, uh, similar to how I was feeling when I was nursing, just 
let go of so much of who she was. So getting her haircut was like revisiting her queer self mm-hmm. a- a- externally for everyone. And I know for me, like when I, like hair was a big thing for me when I came out, the queer haircuts always. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Once you get Y'all a haircut, have- you restore <laughs> right. your, your superpowers. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Haircuts are very powerful. They really are. And I think I attach so much meaning to it. Cause it was meaningful for me too. And I had put so much of myself into this person that it was, I took offense when they had a different idea of what they wanted the haircut to be. And mm. I think when you're shooting too, you're just in like this really sensitive space of everything affects you. And mm. I had such a different idea for what this haircut was. Cause I wanted it to be Christie's queer haircut that she got when she was like 18 where everything made sense. And <laughs> but they had a different idea and it wasn't, far super off from what i wanted but there was just my ego was getting totally in the way because i took it personally and i was like now that i'm off the show i'm reflecting on it i was like oh they just they have a vision for her too Mm -hmm. just like i have a vision for her and sometimes we're gonna agree and sometimes we're gonna disagree and there's just like certain things you need to let go of but i was just like i got really offended because i just feel like they were deciding what christy's queer haircut was and i was just like chloe it's not about that. Just let it go. Yeah. So it was like a good lesson, though. But I was just like, you are responsible for your character. You're you're your bit their biggest advocate. But sometimes you also have to. We're so focused on the micro as actors, but the producers, the showrunners, the directors, they have this macro view yeah. of everything that's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Of course, like, ugh, just relax. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that old. It's that old adage of choose your battles that you have to yes. do sometimes when you when you go on set, but. Again, good for you for standing up for a, a macro in your world that you were able to have. <laughs> it was that. a macro. Yeah. It was a macro to me. Yeah. In that moment. Yeah, yeah. It's like to, to have that big moment to to come in for that character. Like that's the bigger thing. You know, you look at like the haircut part. It's like, all right, haircut, yes, that's important. But you were able to have that character be queer and be in their truth. And I think that's important. Yeah. So that's the stuff that matters more yeah. anyway. Yeah than the haircut but yeah it was an interesting kind of learning thing for me as well yeah yeah because yeah. i don't know if Warm i would have been brave enough i'm always a chicken shit about stuff like that I'm like i oh, know i don't want to rock the boat and mm. i don't want to cause waves you know so mm-hmm. uh, so kudos yeah Snacks. and i am i'm usually like that when i'm like not in shoot mode but there's just like something happens where you're just like you're obsessed with this person's world. Mm-hmm. So everything else, you're not living reality, really. You're living in some other magical place where rules are different. <laughs> they feel different. Right, and right. And the, the, the parts of your brain that are worried about that stuff go out the window because you just care too much about other stuff, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But. Well, we, you've been you've been acting and obviously we all love from so what is next for you like are you gonna sometimes dance again (laughs) are you what's what's your next acting gig what's next girl yeah i have a short film that i made that's floating around right now um shot it yeah (laughs) um i know i'm so excited (laughs) did you have you seen it no, I'm super excited to see it because oh. I what I was oh. gonna actually give you to the question um, with Braden is just like you 
were finally able to produce and direct and do something yourself mm-hmm. for yourself. And I yeah. think that that was so important because like in that you get to call the shots and that you yeah. get to say what you want to do. So how was that overall experience? Oh my God, it was amazing. It kind of opened up my world to like a whole other creative side, I guess. I never saw that as a thing that could be possible. Mm-hmm. But it's just mostly been focused on acting. And then I was like, oh wait, you can just make your own stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. Sometimes you just have to like have an idea and find people who are down to do it with you and just try it out. Like we made, t- I had like three weeks off of shooting in season one and I had an idea in my head of kind of what I wanted to make. I had brought my scrubs with me from the hospital and I was just like, I think I want to process some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like a purely mostly an experiment. I had an idea of like a, a dance piece where her whole internal world gets externalized through movement while she tries to get home from work. And it like mm-hmm. flashes back to the hospital. I was like, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, a dear, uh, a dear friend of mine who has the camera was just like, let's just shoot it. You don't need a script. Let's just go mm-hmm. see what happens. And I was like, what? Like my philosophy of creating is like, no, you got to get the crew and mm-hmm. you need a script. Right. Like, oh. He's like, no, just, just go. And I was like, oh, okay. So we did. And we just kind of shot it all on instinct. And uh, it was really cool. Cause I was like, oh, this is all just living in my body. and don't necessarily have to write anything down. And my co-director Neve is also a dancer and an actor. He has really good instincts, super, super grounded and speaks the same kind of dance language. So she was perfect to have behind the camera while I was performing. And yeah, it was just like such a cool experiment. And then we came away and like, oh, I think we, yeah, I think we should put this together now. (laughs) What was that like? like? So we started to find what the story was um, in the editing room. I I got an incredible editor recommended to me from a friend and we just worked and worked and worked and worked on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really, really special to be able to, like I was saying, like have all of that coming at you, the pandemic, everything, your whole, your whole identity. And then to be able to go whoosh with it into, into something else to transfer that energy and yeah, be able to call the shots and decide what that is. was super, super special and like very invigorating and I've never felt such a natural high in my life, like in the editing room. <laughs> I was like, this is cra- this is a crazy feeling. Yeah, um, so yeah, nice. it became kind of, uh, yeah, I'm definitely chasing that feeling now too, wanting to keep creating. And yeah, basically we got an incredible composer uh, as well because the music mm-hmm. um, and the soundscape kind of was part of the dialogue as well because there's no words in the film. Uh, and then yeah, it all came together and now it's floating around. Yeah, that is super. Amazing. Wow, congratulations. Can you let everyone know, um, Chloe, where they can find Title to Watch? Yeah, it's uh, Real Women's Network. They yeah. can watch it. If they're in Canada, they can watch it on CBC Gem or Highball TV. Yeah. That is and if, awesome. Yeah, and if they're in LA, the 21st of April, it's screening at the Beverly Hills Film Fest. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wish I were, we would be in LA on the twenty first. Yeah, no, for real. But I miss LA so much. <laughs> I know. How's the weather in New York? I like right now. Not bad. It was like seventy six. Yeah, but then yesterday it was like forty something. I know. It's like a roller coaster that, right now. 
yeah, here too. It was like snowing out this morning. Now it doesn't know what it wants. <laughs> the sky's pretty though. That's nice. That's yeah, nice. That's nice. <laughs> April's weird. So yeah. Chloe, before we let you go, we like to ask all of our guests, um, what does pride mean to you? Yeah, pride means being able to be super excited and truthful living in the person that you want to be. You heard it here first. <laughs> no, I, I know. Very well said. No, it is That's very on well period. <laughs> period. Exclamation point. Emoji of your choice. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the tongue. Button. You are ah. you are literally as cool as I thought you would be, and I want you to come back to us and hang out and just be a guest co-host for the day. Talk hot topics. Yo, hot topics. Hot topics. Yeah, mm-hmm. like get into the nonsense yeah. with us and let's just talk shit for like a minute. <laughs> right. That's my favorite sport. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's my favorite pastime. It, 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 it's it, my favorite. It, it literally is our shit. So it, <laughs> it, it it just gives us so much. So Chloe, please definitely come back. Let everyone know where they can uh, follow you on social media and learn more about you. Yeah, totally. On uh, Instagram, it's at Chloe V L S C H L O V L S. Um. <laughs> know why i had to spell it out with my finger but we were actually just talking, we were talking about that in the first segment about yeah. spelling things out and because we did new musical shuck we were talking about how they spell out woman and then usher spelling out his yeah. name so <laughs> we it's because that. it's because we live in the era of chat gbt and it just does it for us like we don't right we don't need to spell anything sometimes i don't right. spell no. restaurant because i forget but <laughs> Okay. When, yeah. Or the one I had trouble with today was narrative. I was like, near, 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 near. Yeah. Sometimes your mind narrative. is like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I have it. a whole repertoire of words I can't spell because yeah. I unlearned how to do it. <laughs> right. Like, I don't need yeah. that information. Like, definitely. I can't want, I'll definitely. never be. Able- uh-huh. That one I always have trouble with. Uh, it always has to be autocorrected. Definitely. Do you say definitely? Uh-huh. Definitely. Yeah, me yeah. too. That, that one constantly. Yeah. Oh, no, that's easy. It's just define to leave. Okay. Right. Right. But then sometimes autocorrects to defiantly. And then you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, that's the own issues with the Illuminati and Alexa and stuff. <laughs> what? Yeah. Defiantly. <laughs> I don't believe in the Illuminati. I feel like we have this conversation every episode. We do. I believe in the Illuminati. I just I believe there's something out there. Circle back to the Illuminati. Right, right, right. (laughs) They're they're listening to us. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) The next thing sacrificed. We should definitely talk mad shit about that because that would be really fun. Y'all are out of control. Out of it. Honestly, Chloe and Brain didn't need to meet because now here they are. They're like, girl, let's have an off chat. Um, let's have an off chat. <laughs> guys, definitely go check out the first season of From. It is airing on Epics. Get ready for the second season oh. that's going to be on MGM+. Plus. Go, go ahead, Chloe. Out. Got it. No, you got it. Oh yeah, got it. it's gonna be on. It. Girl, I, it's, it's almost like I've been doing it. I don't know how, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the second season. You know more than I do. Uh, the second season will be on MGM Plus, which is a new brand, uh, rebranded mm-hmm. home for Epics. You can check it out starting April twenty third. It is going to be delicious, and I know it's going to be great stories coming. So we are very excited and can't wait to continue to support you, Chloe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Can't it's wait for great. you to come back for real. Like, yeah, let's do it. Let's talk shit. Okay. Let's talk shit. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Chloe. Bye. 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 And we're back. We're, we're back. back, 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 back. That back was again. so good. It was so good to like catch up and like talk to Chloe. And she is, she's so fun. I want her to come back to the podcast and really talk hot topics with us and just shoot the shit. And like we said, talk shit. <laughs> it's our favorite. It's it, her favorite sport. It is. It is. Well, speaking of favorite sports, Adam, there's oh, a lot yes. been going on with the NCAA. Talk to us about that. And then we'll get into some more drama. I know this is going to steamroll into some drama. So I'm so excited to have this conversation. So, yes, the NCAA uh, March Madness Championship Tournament just ended. Um, the LSU uh, Lady Tigers won the national championship, which, bam, is, bam, bam. which is their first in um, school history. It's like the Cinderella story. <sighs> kind of. Well, they were ranked third. So it's, you know, they weren't expected to win, but... They were ranked third, so they were. Yeah. They had. They you know they had right. some power going into the tournament. Right. Uh, it would have been different if they were like 15, 16. Right. You know that would have been a real big mm-hmm. Cinderella story. But anyway, so yeah, it was a great tournament, and they faced off against Iowa uh, Hawkeyes mm-hmm. with um. Oh fuck, I forgot. Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark. Thank you. Yeah, I was like mm-hmm. her name. Why am I more prepared for the sports segment than you, friend? So Caitlin Clark is going into the. She was going into the championship as like this bomb ass like uh, perimeter shooter. She's just banking threes. Uh, was giving like Steph Curry a run from his for his money, just like psh. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then LSU had Angel Reese, and she's a powerhouse, and she's just she's like, a sophomore though, right? Yeah, this is yeah. her first year at LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, her first year was at Maryland, but she was out for half the season with an, an injury. Uh, so they met in the championship. So these two powerhouses are just going to do battle. And it was a great game. LSU came out on top. But the big T. The drama. The drama of it all. So uh, throughout the tournament, Caitlin had been doing this whole, you can't see me, je- like hand gesture mm-hmm. uh, that John Cena did, but was originated by G-Unit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, she'd shoot a three, make it, and she would just like turn to her teammates and be like, ah, like, you can't see me. Like I'm the shit. All right, cool. Whatever. You know, it happens. People should, people talk shit all the time in sports. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well then, and the tournament at the championship, Angel Reese with, (laughs) with like 15 seconds left in the game was, you know, she did it, you know, was like walked up to her and was like. Uh, you can't see, you can't me. see me. Pointing to Pointed her. her ring finger, like I'm about to get this ring, like right. ah. you know, just talking shit, right? Well, Giving well, her exactly what she was given, right? Yeah. But then the whole fucking world blew up and was just like, oh, she's uh, a troublemaker. She's ghetto. She's, ghetto, she's yeah. um, classless. Has no sportsmanship. And so then, you know, well, mm-hmm. it's just it's we, just it just took off and went viral. Um, and then Caitlin spoke up and was just like, no, we have no beef. Like, 
they did a great job. Angel was did an amazing had an amazing game. Hey, like Caitlin said, this yeah. is what I do all season long. Like it's to when you know you're about to win, it's the trash talking. There's been trash talking in sports for as long as I think any of us can remember. Mm-hmm. But it just goes to show you and and until Caitlin spoke up, which I'm so glad that she did, until she spoke up, people were condemning Angel. And I'm it, it just shows again black women aren't allowed to have an expression. We go back to Angela Bassett. She isn't, they aren't allowed to be in their feelings at a moment because then you're unprofessional, you're classless, you're an animal, you're, you're ghetto, this and you're, ghetto. Mm-hmm. you're all these things. And Caitlin was like, y'all, not Caitlin, I'm sorry, Angel was like, when she did her press conference, she was like, y'all called me these things all year long. Yeah. Like, y'all seem like y'all have been looking I'm for too a reason hood. to hate me. Yeah. She's sick and like, I mean, at the end of the day, this is for girls like me. This, I mean, my cousin, Destiny Matthews, she plays basketball as well. Um, and, you know, that they talk. I've seen her games. Like, they talk shit. Like, they go up to the other people and do this. They don't put their hands on each other. They don't do anything like that because no. I think that that's crossing a line. But they definitely talk shit. And so I just... I just wish everyone had the biggest thing. But obviously, this has became a little bit political because of Jill Biden, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Jill Biden. Um <laughs> Invi- You're right. I mean, yes, doctor. I'm putting, mm-hmm. I'm putting respect on her name. She invited them to the White House. Um, well, they're automatically. Well, well, they're, right. well right, but she, well, she invited Caitlyn and them to come as well. There's a reason for that. Does anyone know the reason? Mm-hmm. Okay, Adam, talk about it. Well, I think like it's before, like we're on sports before the game. Right. <laughs> um, they Jill asked if she could, you know, go to the locker room, and I guess because Kim Mulkey is. Like a low key Republican, I don't think she's ever like vocally or verbally spoke in favor of. But she's a rich white lady, so and and she's to be like clear, homophobic, right? Yeah. She's very she yeah yeah yeah. She's been accused of being homophobic because she never spoke out in defense of her former player Brittany Griner mm-hmm. uh, when asked about if she had any feelings. Is the bitch that wears the ugly tops on yes. the basketball yeah, she, uh-huh. she dresses like people. She looks like, like, like she's, like the, she's like the Kristen cinema of basketball. 100%. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and people are saying so. Sorry, I blacked out for a long time when y'all were talking about sports. So. Right, 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 right. But you, but you, but you. I'm, I'm back now. I'm back now. Okay. Well, so then, yeah. So, um, so I guess Kim was like, no. And then the rest of the team was like, yeah, no, we're good. Yeah. After, so- Cause it was after, Jill was like, well, I think, you know, they play. Oh, wait, no, that was never mind. So they said no. So she didn't come to the locker room. Anyway, cut to they LSU wins. And then Jill was like, yeah, you know, obviously we'll have the champions. But I think we'll invite. I'm going to tell Joe to invite Iowa, too, because, you know, they played a really good game. And everybody's like, yeah. And they were like, she's like, yeah, that, you know, that's what sportsmanship is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, bitch, that's. That's not that's how it bullshit, works. Bullshit, but what I it do is. understand. That's not how that any of this works. But I do think going yeah. going from the political standpoint to kind of give uh, a a big thing on this. Kim Mulkey has been accused of she does not like the Bidens because she likes Trump. Remember, this is LSU, Louisiana. Like this is what it is. Mm-hmm. So Kim Mulkey has been accused of not liking the Biden. She's been very much a Trump. If you like some of her likes, they're very questionable. And so she was the one like girls. We do not want Joe Biden in this back uh, in our locker room. We do not want her to come in here. So the girls took that and they were like, "All right, fuck the Bidens." And <laughs> so that part was not known, and it just seemed like that Angel Reese was being disrespectful to the current administration, which are Democrats. And, you know, we want them to stay in power because we don't want any more mess to come up. And I just think that the whole thing should be known because people are looking at Angel like she needs to sit down. She ain't shit. She needs to stop talking. And it's like there's a lot more that's went into that, and I think it's very messy. Yeah. 
yeah, it's messy. But I also mm-hmm. be- like I stand with her in that because to her, for her, it's a more of like a disrespect thing of like. Now, if we had lost, were, would we be invited? No, no, we would hundred percent not be. No, invited. they wouldn't. And be. so she went on a podcast and and spoke about. Not prior to podcast, right? Not yet. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that but I'm putting that into the soon, into soon, the soon, atmosphere because that would be lit. Yeah. So, um, Ashley the Bayou Barbie, right? So, Ashley and Brayden, I want to get your thoughts on uh-huh. the whole NCA double uh, A drama. What are y'all's thoughts? Um, Who wants to go? First? You can go first, Brayden. Oh, sure, because mine will be super short. There's so much more happening in the world. I could give a fuck less about who gets invited to the to the White House when it comes to women's basketball. Go ahead, Ashley. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, we already said it. I mean, obviously, she was judged harshly because she's a black woman. And she's also just kind of like unapologetically black, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is why they call her names like Hood and all that stuff. Ratchet. And ratchet, you know, Jigaboo, probably. Knick-knack. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Okay. Oh, <clears throat> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, like y'all said, the whole thing is just like messy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, listen, they got the the ring i think that's all the girls care about at this point yeah it's like this drama is kind of like silly like i mean someone right. on twitter someone on twitter definitely was like kim mulkey being the problem she's basically running a plantation and they say you need to be very careful Ooh. when you're and i was just like listen i mean that can be said about a lot of sports it, uh, no, 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 it most, sports. most sports in particular the, nfl, the NFL. Oh. very much the nfl right so the nba yeah. too WNBA, all, all of it. Mm-hmm. But but as Brayden said, there's so much more going on in the world, especially what's happening in Tennessee right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, Brayden, give us a kind of a brief um, summary of kind of what's happening in Tennessee right now. There's a lot of chanting going on. Um, kids are, yeah, there's just so much. So, y'all remember the recent shooting that happened in Nashville? Yes. At, like, where mm-hmm. three kids were unfortunately killed and three adults were killed yes Mm -hmm. so of course there have been like thankfully there are democrats that live in the republican-led state of tennessee especially in nashville so when all this has been happening of course there's protests and all of Mm -hmm. the wonderful things that needs to happen so there are three democrats in the tennessee house of um in the tennessee house so they have stood up with those people that are protesting. And right now it's not looking good. It's Gloria Johnson, Justin Jones, and Justin Peer- Pearson. Mm-hmm. So what just recently happened is they've there's been a vote that was submitted to expel these Democrats from the House because they were involved in protests. Oh, which okay. uh, mm-hmm. Last time I checked, just because they are a part of the Tennessee government and because they are government officials in the Tennessee House, doesn't mean that they aren't human beings and citizens in the United States in protests. So during these protests, the beautiful, progressive, liberal, Democrat people, specifically Gen Z people, Mm -hmm. marked to the Tennessee state capitol, and it's becoming a thing. They are angry because this vote is being brought against their three Democratic Tennessee state representatives. So what's unfortunate is when it all came to a vote in order to expel these three people, 
two of them got expelled and one did not mm. the two Gloria, that got, right. the two that got expelled were justin jones and justin pearson wow the one who did not get expelled was gloria johnson and i just want y'all to guess what each of their skin color was well gloria i think is a white woman that is correct and she did not get expelled mm-hmm. and justin black and they did get expelled mm-hmm. oh and then God. also justin pearson i think it was brought up at an amazing argument earlier this week where he said the some of my republican colleagues in the tennessee house have peed in a seat in this house no vote was brought to the floor to expel them for indecent exposure for corrupting a political monument etc etc no no vote has been brought up on a republican colleague for mishandling government funds the list goes on and on no vote has ever been brought up against a republican house representative of the whole state of tennessee now that these three democrat house members have stood up for gun violent justice when six people were killed with negligence gun violence right six people killed. all they were doing is saying we have to do something we yeah. needed to do something we're worried about our kids we're worried about the future blah 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 and now there's this vote to expel three of them. And the two people that were expelled were black men. Wow. That's, wow. I'd that's, say I, I'm surprised, but I'm not. I'm not either. Not. And, and the chant that they're that's doing at the Tennessee Capitol right now is you ban books, you ban flags. They're still kids in body bags. And, and think- don't forget, Marsha Blackburn is the Tennessee state senator, and she is a fucking wacko. She's Marjorie Taylor Greene with a terrible dye job her hair just fried and she's also 25 years older oh god yeah honestly that's listen pray for our country pray for those people i think that you know we're seeing the world change so much coming up um but wow wow that's a but thank you brayden for that wonderful breakdown of currently what's going on in tennessee guys please go go out and love your friends love your neighbors listen thank you so much for joining us for this episode of pride the podcast we hope that you we hope that you enjoy being here with us i am darrell anthony you can find me on instagram at i am darrell anthony darrell anthony on twitter and pride the podcast everywhere and i'm ashley mitchell you can find me at ashley aaron m on all social media period and I'm Adam Andrew Rios. You can find me at Boxwine Poppy with a zero on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. My Twitter is not safe for work. <laughs> and I'm Mr. Braden Bradley. You can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Braden Bradley. And I'd also just like to end on encouraging our Gen Z listeners to get out there and vote. And huge props to the Gen Zers of Wisconsin, Wisconsin for flipping the Supreme Court. Gen yes, Z. That's right. Oh, yes. That is that is so important and happy transgender day of visibility um, is on March 31st. That is so important. We love our trans brothers and sisters. We know you guys are against so many problems right now in this country, but we stand with you. We love you and you are important. So happy to that. All right. We'll see you next week. Right, see you y'all. next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.